0: Hello and good morning. In the past weeks, I was trying hard to resist talking about the cost of living, the cost of energy, the cost of water, and indeed even the availability of water. And on top of that, there is the overhanging tragedy of the war in Ukraine, or the special military operation, as our dear Mr. Putin chose to call it. I was resisting to talk about these because I didn't wish to add to the frenzy of statements by politicians, economists, business leaders, and our little pensioners, or our sadly afflicted people with added needs for their everyday life. But then came the story of these massive floods in Pakistan, resulting as we hear from the downpour of rain in quantities, never witnessed in over five hundred years. The loss of over a thousand lives and a vastly greater number of people bereft of any form of shelter is really so agonizing as not to be ignored. In my mind, I couldn't help comparing the two situations. In one, the people of approximately one third of the whole of Pakistan and one-third of its population have lost what little they may have had and are now wading in the flood waters, looking for whatever they can salvage but more importantly and urgently even waiting for whatever help there is that will bring them and their children and their old folks or ill people whatever bits of food and sips of drinking water that can be found. The other situation is that where we hear our shouting about with such shrill these days. It's the cost of living, the inflation, and the wages and pensions and so on. Sure, there is a crisis, and sure, some people will suffer. And yes, I will have to curtail at least some aspects of my family life. Perhaps going out for meals less often, my wife being more careful than she usually is when doing her shopping and making sure I use the car sparingly and only when the option of the bus is not really convenient at all, especially bearing in mind my age and physical ability. I'm sure that the measures I said I will have already spoke about have again already been the norm for many families, and yet, now they have to go further, and cut down further. The cliché eating or heating is a real one for some families. But even so, let us sit back a little and compare the two situations. Here there is deprivation with part of the population, but there is also a system of targeted assistance, directly or indirectly. Certainly not ideal, but livable. The other situation in Pakistan is so dire as to be hardly livable. I hope I managed to put some perspective into the two situations. And of course, there are so many other dire situations around the world, such as, for example, the famine in Somalia or the Rohingya refugees in Myanmar. How has the world come to this? at the time when our wealth and technology combined with humanity's ambitions is leading the United States to create the Artemis rocket that is going to circumnavigate around the moon and return to splash down in the Pacific Ocean. At this time we have the tools and the material to create a wonderful world Yet all we are capable of is corruption, complacency, carelessness, and worse, an uncaring attitude. This must be the time when we should take courage and speak up. The Quran tells us that God gave us speech. I think this is the faculty we should use now. Jesus told us we should love our enemy. Personally... I feel we may upgrade this wisdom and say, why should any of us have an enemy? We're all humans. We're all created by the same God. And that same God not only created us, but gave us a world full of the resources to enable us a most pleasurable life and a brain power that allows us to invent and create, search and add knowledge. So, Is it not time that all these human and world resources should combine together to give humanity the dignity and peace that we all deserve? Can we not share our resources equitably, rather than weaponize them, as we see being done in the situation with Russia and Ukraine and the rest of the Western world? We can give grants and subsidies to the less fortunate within our community in this country. And we can send aid to the devastated people of Pakistan and Somalia. But will this solve the problems? Probably like a sticking plaster to a severely bleeding wound. We have to change our mindset, whoever we are, rich or poor, educated or illiterate. We have to change our way of life. The corruption that saps the life out of our any economy has to be counteracted. The waste has to be stopped. Caring and sharing, as we were told when we were still children, is certainly the best. Do I mind being a a child again? Not if I can make others happy and help bring peace to our troubled world. Maybe we should all be, as Jesus told us, like these children if we would hope to go to the kingdom of heaven, with a clear conscience. As the Swiss analytical psychologist, psychiatrist, and philosopher Gustav Jung, who died in 1961 at the age of 85, said, Through pride we ever deceive ourselves. I wish the world rits itself of pride, real or false. We need the humility of submission to God's wisdom and teachings from whichever Holy Scriptures we choose or perhaps even better from all the scriptures of the divinely inspired religions. They all complement each other and put together they form the tableau of beauty in God's creation. Let us admire this tableau and keep it bright and shiny, and let us look at it once a day at least, and even for a few seconds. It will give us the tranquility and the humanity we need. Goodbye.